we are back. Oh yeah. We are back, everybody. We are in between the holiday season, hot and heavy. We are coming to you live from the Vibe House Media Headquarters, the Monday following Thanksgiving. So to all my American brethren, happy Thanksgiving. Hope you had a great conversation dealing with crypto and defending uh, your stance on NFTs and the future of Web3 and why it's still such a beautiful thing. Which is somewhat of what I want to talk about in this episode is, you know, a little bit of that this year's crypto conversation with the family and and where do we stand on that and kind of what's our our defense and our position uh, when that conversation inevitably gets brought up. And so I was thinking about what kind of conversations I would be having with my family in in particular and uh, how it might go. So I thought maybe I could share some of my thoughts on that and if it could help anybody out if they were wondering or curious about maybe how they could uh, articulate the meaning and future of crypto and NFTs and everything Web3. So we're going to get into that. We actually have a little bit of a fun episode. I want to cover a few quick things. We're going to try and keep this short and sweet as promised. So first, I want to get into the Thanksgiving stuff uh, and the holiday talk overall. Second, I want to get into my thoughts on silent hiking. I'm very bullish on silent hiking. That's where I think some of my greatest thoughts are coming from these days. So I want to share why I think that's really a beautiful thing. I want to talk about, you know, there's been some conversation about 360 deals entering Web3 with artists. And so I want to talk about kind of what that's looking like and my thoughts on that. I also want to talk about some of the behind the scenes stuff that's been going on with the podcast. So take care of a little housekeeping. So maybe we'll start right there for now. As I bring you these weekly podcast episodes, I'm also behind the scenes interviewing a couple different projects that are all building in the Web3 space and building in particular with a music NFT focus. And so during the holiday seasons, I'm going to be doing some personal traveling as well, seeing some family around the world. And so I've been backlogging a few episodes for the podcast when I'm away from the Vibe House Media headquarters to obviously keep the podcast going. That's without a doubt. But just wanted to give you guys a little bit of a heads up that the podcast is going to be introducing some interview, conversational interview style episodes in the very near future. So we've done an interview with Vibestream Network, which I'm super excited to introduce the listeners too. Uh, we also have a project called Coop.xyz, which is doing some really exciting stuff with tokenization of live streams. Fun little thing we did this past week, if anyone was following us on Twitter, of course, our Twitter handle is at TGMNFTPod, which is short for the Greatest Music NFT Podcast Show. And the Greatest Music NFT Podcast Show and Coop actually collaborated on Coop.xyz, their live streaming platform and did a live stream of the taping of a future episode that is coming out. So potentially you had the chance to have already heard a future episode of this podcast. If you were around Twitter uh, this past week when we did a very impromptu live stream, we were going to do an episode for the podcast, but we ended up doing a live stream kind of in the spur of the moment, kind of testing their own platform and tokenize uh, what the potential of even 
tokenizing and potentially live streaming the future of this podcast. So some really exciting, some really cool things. And, you know, really just even launching this podcast in general has been such a great way to introduce myself and have conversations and meet, you know, project founders and, you know, just people I wouldn't necessarily uh, just brush shoulders with, you know, even virtually speaking. Um, but, you know, having this podcast, it's like the perfect way to just uh, be a conversation starter. So it's been really, really great meeting all these different founders and really humbled um, that they're even giving me a chance to uh, say hi to them and, and, and talk with them. So excited to introduce everything that they have been building, all the different companies I've been talking to, and excited to present that all to you. So that's some of the housekeeping I wanted to touch base on. So let me get into this silent hiking thing and tell you what I'm talking about. So I feel like, you know, one of these things that's going to get much more on the world's consciousness is our information diet, just kind of how we're taking in things and not only just what we're taking in, but kind of the capacity in which we are taking things. So I'll speak for myself, you know, it's just like constantly, you know, taking in just, you know, TV, YouTube, streaming, listening to something, podcasts, audio only, video, like whatever, Twitter spaces, social audio. I even fall asleep listening to things just because it's like an easy way for me to drown out. When I was going, you know, when I go hiking or when I go work out, I'm, you know, again, you know, listening to something, right? Just like constantly always listening to something. So I forget who even recommended this, but they said that, you know, just a great way to kind of declutter your mind was to exercise silently, you know, just be one with you know, nature. And so hiking has been such a great way to do that because I totally get out into the mountains and hike where there's really just like zero uh, noise. And so it's just me, you know, one with the drum, mind, body, spirit, and earth just all going. And it's been a great way to just really get into my thoughts and kind of just clear my uh, frustrations for the day. And so I advocate uh, the silent hiking, and it doesn't have to be hiking. It's really much more on the emphasis is on the silent part of kind of doing some type of exercise where you really can just uh, get lost in your own thoughts. Because, you know, the thing is when you're, when we're consuming all this stuff, you know, I feel like it's kind of taking away our time to, you know, critically think and critically, uh, you know, just even have our mind wander of like the what ifs and, when we're dealing in this Web3 space, I feel like that's a really, really important time to, you know, have the, you know, work the discipline to, you know, fit into our schedules, like almost this meditative time to think about, you know, as a visionary kind of how do we see the future? What do we want out of this? You know, what do we want out of music NFTs? What do we want out of Web3? So I just wanted to share a couple of thoughts on that. And, I, you know, I think the silent hiking thing, it's really been feeling good for me. I, I feel like I've been, you know, it's like the first 15, 20 minutes I'm like thinking about not listening to stuff. And, you know, you're kind of just like right there in your mind. And then, but finally, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes in, like you start having these like conversations with yourself. I feel like some of my best podcast episodes are like happening in my head when I'm on these hikes and I'll think of something I want to say. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, I got to see if I can say it that same way, you know, when I actually get to the studio and up on the microphone and, and don't become like a choke artist. So we're working on it. We're working on it, right? This is episode six. We're in the stride. We're like on mile two of the marathon. Got tons to go. We're like just hitting cruise control. 
And uh, no, but it's a beautiful thing. So yeah, I'm going to get off that topic. All right, next topic I quickly want to hit on before we get into this conversation when uh, the family goes, here's our little crypto guy or girl. You know, here's our big NFT collector. What are you thinking? How's the market treating you? And you go, oh boy. But before we get into that, that holiday talk with the family, I want to talk about our favorite influencer. Of course, who I'm talking of is Koopa Troopa, our guy, our lord and savior of music NFTs. Uh, he was just on a podcast and they were talking about, you know, what it looks like, I guess, with getting funded, uh, being funded, you know, a la a record label, right? I mean, that's kind of what record labels primary functions are, right? They're essentially just these big funding and loan, you know, banking machines. And then they kind of bring a huge marketing department to try to add value uh, to their investments, and they try and squeeze that lime and, and get all the, the juice they can get out of that thing. So that's what a record label essentially does. And I guess in Web3, money and funding will always be a thing. And so what do those deals look like with a Web3 artist? Now, our favorite influencer had some interesting ideas that I thought are really creative. One of which being this idea of separating the catalog between your web 2 portfolio and your web 3 portfolio so having your music that streams on regular digital service providers such as your spotify and others being one thing so even if you are a rec- you know even if you are a signed act today you know one of my earliest and first episodes i talked about how the independent creator has first mover advantage in web 3 because right now anyone with assigned contract to any label in music probably is a little pigeonholed when it comes to trying to move freely in a music NFT space when it's really this kind of trial by fire experimentation act that's still kind of going on today. But I digress with that point. The 360 model obviously is a very anti-artist friendly model, which we don't need to go into, but I thought it was really more interesting, this idea of a revenue share model from kind of the private equity side where potentially in that 360 sense where it's you know more than just music NFTs or more than just owning a piece of the music, it's a little bit of everything, but maybe as a revenue share model, you take a lesser percentage because it's kind of this all-encompassing thing. So something like a 5 to 10% revenue share model, as opposed to the kind of egregious traditional 80% you know, ownership of music models that uh, labels tend to be more fond of. So we may get much more deeper into that topic, but I at least wanted to just graze over it quickly and bring it up because I think the topic is uh, somewhat worthy to think about, you know, as artists do go, you know, it's one thing to still just independently move and operate, but, you know, money is the blood of business. I mean, that's just always what it's going to be, Um, you know, without money, I mean, businesses without sweat equity, I mean, you really got nothing going for it. So, you know, and the only time you're going to have sweat equity is if you're a founder. So we will keep that topic in close conversation, but I think, yeah, just how these artists move, you know, when record labels inevitably do try to move in, you know, what does the artist friendly or, you know, really, I, I, you know, when I talk about terminology matters too, I really don't even like using this term artist anymore. I really want to start calling everybody a creator. I think at the end of the day, we are all content creators. I mean, I'm a music producer and I also create a podcast. 
you know, ultimately I'm a content creator. Uh, I really don't feel like calling myself some artist is uh, the best way to describe myself, but that's just kind of how I feel about that word. But one more little thing before I get off of our favorite uh, influencer, of course, Mr. Coop. You know, he also was getting a little bit of hate online. You know, he's got a great weekly newsletter appropriately titled This Week in NFTs, I believe. But he was getting a little hate online because it seemed like the coverage of his weekly newsletter was like 95% sound odd XYZ artist. And I don't think it's really any secret that our favorite influencer is an investor in sound.xyz. And I also don't think it's any surprise that our favorite influencer is like the first person to buy every uh, new mint drop on sound.xyz. So our favorite influencer has a weekly uh, you know, email newsletter, shows his bags, but you know, it's all about transparency. If you're transparent and disclose it, there's no big deal. I mean, who cares? It's like if I become an investor in a, in a marketplace and start shilling every artist that's on that marketplace, as long as I let you know that's the deal, that's no problem. But at least it does make me think, you know, in the future, if there are ever kind of these possibilities of uh, ever having a conflict of interest, you know, that's one thing that I do love about the Web3 space is the push for keeping that transparency seems to keep every, you know, as long as we're transparent and honest and having a conversation and that kind of open dialogue with people, I do feel like, you know, everyone's cool. It's like, Hey, we're all trying to get the bag. You know, it's just don't, don't act like you're not trying to get the bag and then try and get the bag. I guess, I think that's what people have the problem with. Um, no, but shout out to our favorite influencer. He's a good, I think he, I mean, listen, I look up to this guy. I learned so much from this guy. Uh, you know, the way he talks. So just, like he's been there before with the music NFTs is really kind of mind blowing. Cause I'm like, man, we're all just kind of learning. So that's how I keep it transparent. I'm like, man, I'm not even trying to be here telling you that I know exactly what music NFTs are going to be, but I do think we can start having 101 questions about, you know, what music NFTs are going to be like, what the landscape and the roadmap of a web three artist looks like. So that's that. And the last thing we'll get into to wrap up this week following Thanksgiving podcast episode is during the holidays, the inevitable conversation with the family. You know, I was thinking, this is actually what I was thinking about on one of these silent hikes recently. I was thinking, you know, what do I say? It's not the 2020 bull market. We know that. I was saying things I can't even believe were coming out of my mouth during the 2020 bull run. I was just so out of pocket <laughs> with trying to just like blindly, unconditionally uh, defend the space. But here's really what I would say today. Do I believe in the underlying technology of NFTs? Yes. Do I believe in the tokenization and the new digital productization of digital product? Yes. Do I believe in the ability and in, in the inherent value that will be added with transparent online ledger systems that run through the internet that allow for proof of ownership? Yes. So that's what I'm bullish on. And that's in the world in which music NFTs will be curated from. Do I believe in your favorite influencer's shitcoin that 
is deflationary, that's 100% speculative, that has zero business model attached to it? No. Was Dogecoin one of my first crypto investments? Of course. It was like the third invest cryptocurrency I ever bought. I think literally in order, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and then Dogecoin. It doesn't matter what your favorite dog coin. I mean, Shiba, Doge, Floki, whatever it is, non-financial advice. It's, I'm, I don't, I can't defend any of it. So I think my point in all this is that when people try to kind of aim that question where the answer is kind of clearly, I can't defend it or clearly, you know, the market has, you know, spoken, I want to kind of re-aim that question towards, well, what do I believe in? And this is why I'm still in this space. When we look around crypto Twitter, I think there's only like 500 of us left. So shout out to you if you are listening to this. You are, you are the few and the proud. It is a bear market, no questions asked. So good news, bad news is everyone's feeling the pain. This is not a sector-specific incident. The other good news, bad news is that there is still a lot to look forward to. I know we'll start saying, oh, it's the underlying technology. <laughs> it's not the speculative price action on an asset, but it's the underlying technology. It's, it's what a digital token with proof of ownership looks like moving in the future when it has so much more to provide. And the ecosystem in which it works in, in which it exists, has so much more to provide. These wallets, the social wallets that are all coming you know, OpenSea is doing a whole bunch with just different type of UI integration and features. You know, they had a huge Warner Brothers announcement that had a, a big flash in the pan. You know, Warner Brothers was doing an exclusive partnership with OpenSea, you know, the biggest marketplace for NFTs in the entire world. So if that's not a sign of things to come, right? Got to be bullish on music NFTs at the end of the day. So that's it, guys. That's this week's episode, short and sweet as always. I wanted to run through a couple things. The Silent Hikes, our, our favorite influencer, uh, 360 models, revenue shares. Does What does private equity investments look like in the Web3 future? These are all things I love thinking about, talking about, discussing. Of course, follow us on Twitter at TGMNFTPod. That is short for the greatest music NFT podcast show, which of course you are listening right here, right now. This is it. This is the future. Here we go. And anyways, hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you guys continue to have fantastic holidays throughout the month. Just so you know, got a couple great interviews with some great project founders lined up. So stay tuned for that and so much more. We got so many more topics to discuss. So we will see you next week and stay tuned. This is your friend, Peace Vibe.